Tonight was Dublin Beta 15, and that, in a transient world, is consistency. I haven't been for a while, and this seemed an appropriate evening to rekindle things in the hangar on Dublin's Andrews Lane, as Fingal Enterprise Week started today. By lunchtime, I'd met hundreds of people planning on starting small businesses, and tonight's Dublin Beta was the startup gathering edition. John O'Rourke, Russell Banks and Gene Murphy make Dublin Beta happen once a quarter. And although this is a mature event, there's still a lovely indie feel to it. There's a rawness and a swagger to the event itself that's helped it retain its audience. And it has similarities not so much to London events, but to the sort of startup event you might see somewhere like Berlin. So I headed off to Andrews Lane and found that FinTech had found its way to Dublin Beta. Food and drink, hospitality were there. But the first pitch that caught my eye was Dara O'Neill's a5 technology. The concept of this software is that it's a, it's a role-playing game. The user plays the role of Takeshi, who's a young Japanese guy starting uh, his first job in a big Japanese company, but he's got to speak English. So within the game, you're given a series of missions. For example, your first day, to introduce yourself to your co-workers. Okay. Um, after that, you might uh, do some presentations, take a few sales calls, maybe take a business trip to visit customers on the site. And do lots of things that people would use. That, right. That Everyday situations. themselves in yeah. the day to day. Okay. Um, so, so gamification is the is the term that comes to mind. Sure. And do you, is gamification is it already used in language learning? It is absolutely. Uh, I mean, th th there's a lot of it's using gamification. Um, the most well known is probably Duolingo. Of others that, that do use it, they tend to just kind of um, the way we're different. Is we're coming more from the role playing, storytelling side of it, right. as opposed to just giving points and badges for achievements, okay. which is, you know, we think it's a bit lackluster. We could probably think that video games in general are much more engaging. So we want to make something that's really, really fun to use. Okay. So um, how long does a course take, or how many classes? We have 15 chapters of the game. So the way it works is probably a bit the business model as well. Users can download the first two episodes for free to try it out, and if they like it, they can download the rest um, as an in-app purchase. So there's about probably about four to five hours worth of content there at the moment. Okay, and those four to five hours, have you had feedback from people who've tried the game, who've used the game, and do they say those 15 chapters get them up to, yeah, that gets me to a level where I can, I, I can get some stuff done? Well, we're not actually at that stage, so we're really in the middle of beta testing at the moment. But all our content, my, my co-founder is a, an expert in English teaching and pedagogy. So she's designed the English learning course to be very relevant, uh, very useful for, for Japanese learners of English. So the way she's designed it is that within those 15 hours, you'll be able to take your, your English from an intermediate level to an upper intermediate. So that's the other key thing. We're not really focused on beginner English. We already assume a basic knowledge, and we're trying to make people more effective um, in business. Okay, so and but that's likely. People come out of school and they've studied English, and it's about kind of honing those business skills or those those business terms that they need. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, our target market doesn't start until the 22, 23. This is really for for professionals. I want to ask you about the name A5 Technologies. Tell me about that. Right. Yeah. It's kind of unusual to anybody who isn't familiar with Japan, but um, the number five in Japanese is pronounced Go. So A5 is A Go. And ego in, Japan, in Japanese means English learning or English language. So the name A5 Technologies kind of means English language technologies. So it's just kind of a neat way to say it. Dara, thanks so much. Thank you very much. The standout startup for me tonight was Child Diary. Paul Reeves explained to me what their platform for parents and creche owners does. Uh, simply, it is um, an online app 
for interfacing between crashes and parents. So, um, as a parent myself, when I go to pick up my son in the crash, I know there's a queue of parents and we all want to get out of there. We've had a tough day at work and we all want to go home and have our dinner. So we're waiting for the parents in front of us to give out that information on their child because I suppose as every parent is for a child under the age of five, you go to work and you're, uh, you feel a little bit like I'm leaving my child there on his own to fend for himself and it can be a bit tough at times. So what Child Diary will do is it track everything that goes on in their daily routine in the crash. So that goes for sleep times, um, what they eat, what they drink, how often they go to the bathroom, all the very mundane stuff that the... Um, but the, the important stuff. The important stuff, exactly. You know, they're, they're great triggers for developmental factors in a child. Um, and they are the things that, um, you know, crash teachers um, spend a lot of time putting effort into track and also when it comes to regulation HSE and, and otherwise um, they're the notes that they come and look at as well. Okay and so what's the interface like what do the what do the parents and the crash operators see? We're based on a Facebook format um, the idea behind it was that it's the most user-friendly platform out there there's a billion users worldwide so if somebody looks at Child Diary and they um, are worried about how to use it um, they yeah, they just need to look to their face. It's a familiar look for them. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so tell me about things like, what else do you, okay, so the crash curriculum, that's part of childdiary.net. Yeah, for example, in Ireland, the curriculum is uh, based on Easter. Um, it's a journey or odyssey in Irish, as some people will know. And what that is done, it, it builds a framework uh, to track the development of the children um, on a number of key points, like social skills and, and others. Um, we've incorporated that into Child Diary, so that the crash can, with a tap and a click, add in the curriculum that they're using every day. And the curriculum indeed that is, is regulated, they have to use it. Um, this saves them the time of using big bulky books, recording everything on paper, flicking back and forth. Um, we know some of our customers used to spend two hours a day tracking paperwork. They're down to maybe 20 minutes um, because a lot of it can be done on the spot, on the moment, which is also a key to tracking a child's development. Okay, and so a parent can benchmark and monitor their pro the progress of their child against the given curriculum. Absolutely, um, and it also helps develop parents' awareness of what's going on with Aster. Um, because Aster can be used at home, it can be used by child minders, it can be used by various other people that are involved with children. Um, but it gives them a better understanding of exactly what's going on with their child, what they're learning on a day-to-day -day basis, and how they're learning it. Um, and some of those lessons can be applied by them when they go home. Okay, and things like, you mentioned the mundane things, but uh, they're necessary and important, like nutrition and food and meals and things like that? Absolutely. Um, so I suppose one of the simple things, you mentioned food, is that we've incorporated a food tracker into, uh, into Child Diary. So what a crash can do is they add in their menu, and they know how much a child's eaten, what time they've eaten, and what day of the week they've eaten. So it gives them possibility, for example, to tailor their menus to make sure they're getting the right nutrition to the children, but also that the children are eating the right quantities. And uh, when they're scaling the amounts that they need to cook for a crash, they can manage their costs a little bit better. And that's just one of the, I suppose, the, the underlying management benefits of using this. And finally, um, the data, is it portable? Can parents uh, take it with them if they move as the kids get older or if they move crash? Uh, yes, they can. It's, a, it's an online app, so everything can be accessed from anything that has a web browser, essentially. So a phone, a tablet, PC. So as children grow and move and develop, and obviously parents will not necessarily be in the same location all the time, 
they can bring that with them. And do you have paying customers yet? We do have paying customers. We've been, uh, yeah, we've been going for about 18 months now, and we're delighted to say that we have paying customers. They're all really happy. If uh, people log onto our website, they'll see some of the testimonials. That's the best news I've heard so far tonight. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. No problem. Thanks a million. At MoneyCon from Belfast during the summer, I met the CEOs of Cabbage and Lendo. Peer-to-peer and social lending are helping to uncouple banks and credit agencies from traditional borrowers. And tonight I met two fintech startups. Amsar from Minute Money explained their business model and how they're matching the peers in a loan. Money is basically a, a, is a fast, flexible, uh, anonymized crowdsourcing platform for short-term loans. It involves lenders and borrowers. And an example of this is where borrowers basically uh, want, let's say, 50 euro and they set their interest rate and when they want the money back and the lenders do the exact same and the algorithm works in the middle and matches these two and let's say there's eight, the lender is happy, to, happy at 5% interest and the borrower is happy to pay back 9% interest, we take the 4% interest. In the business model and our product is a much more safer alternative and faster and flexible. And to improve your credit rating in the new economy, you need verified social activity. Here's Subash from Rated Up. Give you an example of uh, the current situation. So you want to uh, open an account with uh, or to get a loan, a small loan like 300 euros from the bank. Uh, the bank asks for uh, six months of salary, uh, six months of residence proof. Uh, which uh, you know, which is uh, very difficult for uh, uh, an immigrant or uh, someone who has come down to Ireland recently. Uh, they find it very difficult to provide those documents, right? So uh, what we do is we provide a, a, a unique uh, social, uh, you know, platform for uh, people to rate themselves using uh, social media data. Uh, banks don't uh, give those information. Banks don't rate them because they don't have a history here, and banks have a very uh, archaic way of. Uh, rating people so since you are new to the country you won't get uh, you won't get you haven't you don't have any history and uh, the rating systems uh, bank of ireland for example doesn't have or share the information with eib so there is there is a kind of uh, you know you know siloed information so what we do is we uh, we provide a uh, platform for pe- uh, people to rate themselves uh, using their social media data like facebook twitter and linkedin and if they're happy with their uh, rating they can then go to the bank and uh, they can show it to the bank and say that, look, I, I don't have a history with you here today, but I have a good uh, background. I, I have a good uh, life in other country. Uh, I'm a good candidate for you. Okay, so tell me, so what sort of data, what sort of metrics would be useful to you in creating your own credit rating to show to the bank? So what we look at is uh, uh, in terms of how you are interacting with people, are you following the right? You know, are you following uh, important people? Are you following the right set of people, like you know, the leaders of the you know the world, or uh, you know, or are you following the bad people, like you know, terrorist organizations, right? So we kind of do a profile. So there's kind of a morality part to it as well. Uh, morality, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you look at it that way, yes. Uh, so we look at uh, how have you been interacting with your own friends? Are you, you know, you might make a good money, but if you're posting pictures like, you know, I'm broke again, you post drunken party pictures, you might make good money, but you are you're spending it out. So you may not be the right profile for the people. So we look at those interactions, those uh, lives that you have on the on the on the social media sites, and we use that for our, uh, you know, for generating the analysis. Okay, so 
that information though I can hide the bad stuff and only show the good stuff surely can I uh, you, you you can hide for how long first thing right second thing is uh, we look at uh, when did you make the changes so you when you make anything on your uh, any updates to any of the sites there will be a timestamp you, you you can't become good overnight right you'll have to you know you can't delete pictures overnight and say I'm a good guy right so we look at uh, those kind of uh, actions the spike in those actions and we kind of try to eliminate those things and uh, come up with a good rating yeah okay and so how do so rate it up as a business how will you guys make this work do you need to have banks as customers yes so for us uh, we want banks uh, our customers would be banks the people will be uh, you know uh, they provide the, the they get their uh, ratings but they authorize the banks to view it. So it's not like uh, a banks can't snoop in on your profile. They, they can't, uh, you know, if you fill an application, they can't do a, you know, they can't do a back, back end entry into any of these profiles. So you are kind of consent to the bank, telling that, look, this is my profile, why don't you, you know, look at that. So when the bank uh, comes to, they, they get to view it, and they, uh, we have a system called token system, where the banks come and uh, log into the system. You call up the bank, you give the token, the bank comes and gets the token, right? So you are authorizing the bank and when we charge the bank when they do the verification. So we are looking at two revenue streams. One is uh, a per inquiry charge, like a euro or something. It's very, uh, uh, you know, we are trying to keep it very attractive, like one euro per inquiry, or maybe a, you know, a bulk license, like, you know, charging on an annual basis for the banks with an unlimited checks. So these are two ways, but to your question, yes, banks will be the, the paying customers for us. And finally, hospitality, food and drink. Well, they had to be here. Here's Alexei Raveshki from All The App and Kareem from Hire The Chef. So All allows you to send a drink to your friend or yeah, buddy um, if you cannot give it personally. Okay, like so is, is it a voucher, virtual format? Yes, so in couple tabs you can send a voucher for a drink and person can redeem, your friend can redeem it in, uh, in pubs, in the partner pubs or bars. Okay, so I get, I get a notification on my phone, I open it, there's a voucher, I go to the bar and the barman gives me uh, a beer. Something like that, you don't even need our app to have, like you just receive an email uh, with, uh, with QR code and with passbook uh, voucher and yes, you go to the, to the bar, barman has another application to scan it. They scan the voucher, verify that it's still valid and for your drink. Okay, how are you getting on with signing up bars? Because you need them to be part of this, yeah? Yeah, sure. Uh, so we had, uh, uh, we had chat uh, with about 15 bars. Uh, all of them are quite interested. Uh, I started asking for participate in the beta about uh, in the midway. Uh, so and. Uh, about uh, five bars out of eight wanted to participate in beta. And is there any cost to me who gets the free drink or my friend who gives me the free beer? Okay, oh, of course, like a friend actually buys it in our app, so uh, he or she enters uh, credit card details. Uh, for you, it doesn't cost anything, just uh, walk to the bar, to the closest bar with support. Uh, it doesn't cost for bar anything either. So like uh, it's a free for bar. They just need to uh, to sign up with us and install up on on a smartphone. And when are you hoping to launch? We plan to run a beta in about four to five weeks. And uh, beta it will be closed beta. So to sign up, you should go to our website and sign up for a beta. Uh, we'll have uh, four to five bars uh, in a, mainly in city area and around Google. And we'll have about two. To 300 people participating and then we'll test our idea 
uh, we'll probably rework it, improve it and launch officially next year. Kareem from Hire the Chef, take your team out for dinner in style, same price as any regular booking. What are you guys up to? So here's the thing, we realize that teams don't go out for dinner together as much as they should. So when they actually do do it, we want to make sure it actually counts. So when I say counts, we focus on three main things. First of all, when you come and dine with us in a restaurant and you make a booking through us, uh, first of all, the chef actually comes out and greets your group in the restaurant. Second of all, you get secret menu items that the, sh that the restaurant would not normally offer outside. It's only specially for your group and it's up to the chef's creativity to come up with a menu to suit you guys. Third of all, you get the, pe the best seating in the house every single time. And probably the best thing about all this is that, it's the, like you said at the beginning, it's the exact same price as if you were to pick up the phone right away. Okay, and so how do I make the booking, online or via app? Yeah, so it's online or via mobile phone. So all you need to go is go to, uh, all you need to do is go to hirethechef.co.co um, and it's a three-step process. First of all, you create a dinner using our platform. Second of all, you, pick a, you invite all your friends and you collectively choose a time together that suits everyone. Third of all, and probably the best thing is that you can actually pay in advance, which is so handy because it means that you don't get anybody who's going to cancel on you like two hours before the actual dinner is going to happen. And everyone actually comes out and everyone has a great time. Okay, very good. And have you launched yet? Do you have we, paying customers? Yes, we, yeah. It's been up for um, just under a year now, yeah. Kareem, thanks so much. Thank you. Was it a good Dublin beta? Actually, I think it was the best one I've ever been to. The room wasn't just full of hope and ambition, but it was full of good-natured humour. For me, the one disappointment is I'm just not meeting enough makers, though. I spent most of my tech life making stuff. I like hardware. And now that tech has democratised manufacturing, I would love to see more makers frantically soldering before the event started or showing off 3D prototyped models. Maybe Russell and the guys might think about Dublin Beta, the maker edition. I'd be back for that one. Actually, I'll be back full stop. Dublin Beta is back in my calendar. And you know, I think it should be on yours too.